This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! Spoiler alert! What Did You Watch This Week is a candid discussion about recent movies and TV shows, and it may contain spoilers if you haven't watched them yet. Listen at your own risk. Episode number 288 of What Did You Watch This Week? My name is Mike. My name is John. Not a lot of shows and stuff this week, John. No, me either. And in fact, um, I told Julia tonight that you were quite possibly going to be disappointed in me because I did not watch Shang-Chi. Oh, I am am disappointed, actually. Um, What I said to her was that, A... You know, this week was a little busy. Um, you know, the weekend was very chill, but I just uh, her and I are not at that point in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So it's something that I got to watch on my own at this point. And yeah. so I'm kind of saving it because, as you know, on Thursday I go in for my surgery and so I'm going to have a recovery period. So I'm kind of yes. looking forward to that. It's like a treat for me over the next couple of days. So, yeah, I'll have watched it by the next time we record. But yeah. Well, I'll only say this. It is the most un-Marvel Marvel movie they've made since they started the universe. Really? It's the one movie that when you watch it, and I'm not giving anything away when I say this because Wong is in the trailer, but like other than, oh, hey, there's Wong, and they talk about the blip briefly. Where they say, we live in a world where you can just blink out of existence for five years. Um, There's really nothing else until the post-credits and mid-credits scene that has anything to do with the Marvel Universe. Huh. Well, okay, no, that's a lie, I guess, because they talk about the Mandarin as well. But realistically, I mean, every other Marvel movie you watch, like, I'm watching a comic book movie. This movie, as you're watching, you could be like, I'm watching a Hong Kong action flick. Oh, I see where you're going with that. Okay. You know, like a period movie. Even though even though you know what I mean, like because like what you're watching like, oh yeah, this is just a you know, a, a Hong Kong fantasy movie. You know, <clears throat> except yeah. for some references they made, it didn't really feel like it was a comic book movie. Hmm. Well, that's um, interesting. But that being said, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Excellent. I yeah. I'm looking forward to it very much. Yeah. So, but we usually start with TV shows and such. So if we go back around, not a lot of TV shows. I said F it to Legends of uh, Tomorrow. Okay. Um, I I just read the recap of it. So. <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't even bother watching it. Yeah, I read the recap and I'm like, well, didn't miss much there. Yeah. Um, like I said, um, the reason why I was a minute or two late is because Kate and I watched um, the movies that made us Forrest Gump on um, Netflix. You gotta say it right. It's Forrest Forrest Gump. Yeah. Have you watched that one yet? I have not. Okay. Um, 
there's a couple of pretty big revelations in that movie, in that, in that little documentary that it was just like, are you kidding me? Um, and I don't really think I'm giving anything away when I say like, we learn where Tom Hanks got his dialect from the movie, I guess his accent, okay. why, he, why he talked the way he did. And you're just going to go like, no shit. Like seriously that like, <laughs> it, was, it was like, yeah, like, pretty pretty unreal and then huh. there's and then there's a lot of like not studio interference but those the studio was very much like um yeah they didn't have a lot of faith in the movie while it was being filmed kind of like elf yeah 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 exactly yeah they did not have a lot of faith in the movie while it was being filmed so it's worth watching it's a good it's a good one it's a good one excellent yeah i I feel like there isn't one on there that I don't want to watch. Yeah. You know, sometimes you'll see those where you're like, ah, I could really skip that. But I feel like in this one, you know, in the movies that made us, there's not a single one that I'm like, nah, I'm going to skip that. Yeah. No, the, uh, the episodes, no, there's not a single one. Actually for me, it would be the nightmare before Christmas. I just don't like that movie. Uh, actually that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm the same way. But literally every other one, like I haven't watched them all yet. I want to watch Aliens. I haven't watched that one. I haven't finished Robo. I haven't watched RoboCop. I haven't watched Back to the Future, the uh, the, the movies that made us special. So, mm-hmm. uh, Kate and I are watching uh, Oak Island. Um, uh, even more so, you're seeing how Nova Scotia is basically interfering with the the the, the search. As each episode's pass, it's like the, the Nova Scotia is coming up with more and more regulations that they're, they're they're levying on them all of a sudden this season. So, oh, that's fun. Yeah, so that is that is definitely super annoying for them there. But you know, it yeah, is, I was that was going to be my question: Are they still getting sued into the ground? Yeah, it, well, they're not getting sued. Well, maybe they were. I don't know. But at the, this point in the series, they're not being sued. It's just more like. Um, yeah, you need to stop doing this. We need, you know, it's just kind of, yeah, very much a hindrance. Mm, that's too bad. Yep. Very much a hindrance into their productions. But you're still enjoying the show for what you can get out. Oh, yeah. We actually really, really enjoy the show pretty thoroughly. Good. Uh, let's see. The Rookie. The rookie. Mm-hmm. Um, this one. Um, I, so you had the friggin. What is it? The. Um, the old guy that was forced to retire. Oh, the yes. treasure hunt. Yes. Okay. The treasure hunt. When the woman gets the axe in the chest at the beginning, did you uh-huh. think? Oh. This is right. Like this is they're walking onto a movie set or something. Yeah. I was like, okay, it's going to turn out. That's fake. Yeah. No, this shit. The lady just got murdered. Yep. Yeah. This guy Fucking legit murdered. just buried an ax into her chest and killed her. Like, uh-huh. and they were like, Oh, some lady getting axed in the chest. We got this. I'm like, Oh, and they're really nonchalant about it. I'm like, Oh shit. Okay. Well, yeah, she's, she's dead. Yeah. So, yeah, that was um that was pretty fucking crazy. Yep. And like you said there's there's also the um 
the old guy, you know, the end of watch. Mm-hmm. Um, what'd you think of that? I actually enjoyed his story. I did too. I know so many people like that where it's like they should have retired. Like they almost retire. They decide to stick around a little bit longer. And the next thing they know, it's been 10, 15 more years. And, it, and they're just like, I should have retired 10, 15 years ago. I really wish mm-hmm. I had. But now at this point, this is all I have. Uh-huh. Or I don't want to go out like this. You know what I mean? Like, right. so I kind of, I kind of get it. Like I've, I, I can see how that could happen. That seemed believable to me. Mm-hmm. You know, a guy sticking around longer than he should. Yes. Um, oh, excuse me. Sorry about that. Uh, but it was a very nice um, send off, if you will, at the end. Where they basically said, you know. This is his last, you know, his daughter was there and, you know, this is the end of watch for you. You know, it's one of those times that we've talked about in the past where, yeah, they, uh, they legitimately kept this as copish. Yeah. The last sign off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was nice. Um, typically in real life, the officer will sign off on the radio and be like, you know, 11 Adam one headquarters. I'm 10, seven. Yeah. And then you do a tone and then you're like, you say your big spiel, like, like uh, Bradford said and everything. So, yeah. I remember one of those while I was there, I think. We've done so many recently. Holy cow. Like, we really have done a lot recently. Um, and I feel like there's a lot more coming up, quite, fr- quite frankly. Um, yeah, I remember when I was there, not to get too off on a tangent, but I remember that they were talking about how crazy it was that there were so many that were getting done and not as many, like 40 or 50 of them that were scheduled to get done in the next five years. And they're only bringing in like one or two new per year. And well, yeah, it's a little bit more than that, but like with the COVID, the COVID has halted this and it's not just state police, but it's almost all like kind of bigger departments where you still have your, you know, 10 plus people retiring a year, but you're only bringing in five on if you can. Yeah. And then COVID is just, um, has affected that even more where like with the Academy got closed and yep. they tried doing the Academy real remotely and it didn't work. So then they had to try to figure out what to do and then get, try to get the Academy back in session. And they basically have the Academy back in session now, but I think what you're going to see, and we were just discussing this with someone today is, um, even if, even if, um, even even if we all of a sudden if the numbers take a, a even a worse turn than they already are and and things get worse i don't i don't i don't see us getting shut down again i don't see us getting um i just don't see us getting shut down again that's a good thing right well no no but i mean like i don't see us going on another lockdown i don't see another mask mandate oh I don't oh see, oh all the things they did to try and curb this at the beginning and it seemed to work, even though the numbers are kind of getting worse now than they have been through the whole pandemic. I mm-hmm. don't see them shutting everything down again. 
I think I think the the harm the shutdown did to the economy has taken too long for it to restart than they thought it would. Um, and then again, like for whatever reason, nobody wants to work. I can't I can't get good I can't get uh, I can't get good candidates. I'm getting tons of applications, but I just no one I want or very few people that I want. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. I mean, it's your line of work is much more specialized than a lot of them out there. So, you know, you got to have people that you can pretty much be confident are going to pass a background check for starters. Yeah. 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 I mean, even then, like I interviewed someone recently and they interviewed like amazingly well. And then I did their background talk with them and it was just like, Ooh, I'm not interested anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Yikes. Yeah. So. uh, Um, One thing that was nice on the rookie was um, Sean Gunn was one of the treasure hunters. Yes, that was cool. Yep. I looked to see if maybe um, like James Gunn had directed or produced or something, but no, his name didn't show up for anything. Oh, it was yeah, still okay. cool seeing him, though. Yeah, it was. Yeah, but I like the episode overall. Um, yeah, we also they do. Go ahead, deal. Yeah, they dove into the uh, the serial killer arsonist a bit more, and then and, and it looks like oh. it's one of the uh, captains on the fire departments may be involved in that. Another one of those that I hate when they do it. They introduce a new character. Because that character is going to be the villain. Yep. You know, we get to introduce this guy. We get to know him a little bit. And it's like, oh, well, why are we taking all this time to get to know him? Because he's going to be the bad guy. He's the bad guy. Yep. Yep. So, meh. That part I definitely could have done without. But, you know, the rest of it, it was a decent episode. You know, I, I enjoyed it. And... I'm glad that it wasn't another shit episode where it's like, why are we still watching this? Yeah. It's hard to defend a show constantly when you're just like, why am I defending this? Yep. Oh, the Connors wasn't on this week. Um, Okay. We're going to start seeing shows going into hiatus. Yeah. With the holidays coming up, which I guess is fine. Yeah, I mean, we're already not watching a lot of stuff, so that's true. Um, we watched CSI Vegas. I really enjoy the show. We got a new uh, story of the week and we got some more of the overarching backstory. And um, if you're a clown enthusiast or you hate clowns, this one was very clown centric, so may not be for you. Or it may be for you if you like clowns. Fair enough. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, did you watch Chucky? I did. And My, I'll just uh, say at this point, I am waiting until all of Doctor Who is on AMC Plus, and then I'm going to get a month and watch it. Okay. Because it's already been three three episodes. Uh huh. Yeah, I'll just wait for the other three. Okay. Then I won't talk about it. Yeah. It was uh, it was decent. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing the entire thing play out. You know, I want to know what's going on here. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's Doctor Who. I love it. So, yeah, I'm sure it is amazing. 
<clears throat> so, Child's Play. So, when we last saw Chucky, his face was half melted. Uh-huh. And then in this episode, we find that uh, um, Carolyn, the little spoiled brat kid that had Chucky, uh, her dad bought her a good guy doll off the old interweb, a Tommy one that, uh, you know, is in great shape. And then uh, question well, for because, you, John, because she pitched a fit. Yeah. Like yeah. she was like, I want Chucky. I want Chucky. I want Chucky. So her dad's like, well, he doesn't look the same and shows her Chucky's melted face. She's like, ah, I yeah. hate him. I hate him. So <sighs> she, he gets her Tommy. And uh, how how like fast or how long here. do you think it was going to be before you were like, oh, so Tommy's just uh, going to go into her body, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of this was, yep, when's that going to happen? Uh, way too much of the kids sneaking Tommy out of the room and then beating the shit out of him. and Yeah. We beat Chucky. We killed him. He's dead. Him. Yeah, he's dead. Like, all of a sudden, these kids that I complained weren't acting like kids because they were acting too old for their age with their drinking uh-huh. and drugs and sex and everything. And uh-huh. now they're acting, like, exceptionally young for their age. So it's like, mm-hmm. what the fuck just happened? They get a new writer this week? Right. Yeah, it was uh, it was painful. It, it was a lot of very good birth control. Um, messages, you know, <laughs> basically reminding those of us who don't have kids, yeah, what some of the many reasons that we don't want them. Um, but yeah, I I felt that it was so much. Th- this episode felt like it went on forever. Like, yeah, it felt like two or three episodes all squeezed in together. It, it did. Um, we also got like a young Charles Lee Ray, and we got a young Tiffany. Okay, and they and they meet. So Charles Lee Ray meets a girl. And him and this girl, apparently, uh, they've decided that they're going to get together and have a threesome with another girl that they're going to kill. And when Charles Lee Ray goes to kill her, she's just like, yeah, do it, do it. Like the the girl who's going to be knifed. And when he's like decides he can't do it because this girl is more fucked up than he is. The other girl is like, what are you doing, Charles? Well, we had we agreed to this and said he kills her. And then we find out that the redhead is Tiffany and she's like, you should go by Chucky. And he's like, you should dye your hair blood. And it does seem odd because they're using Brad Dourif's voice is do is voicing the actor playing Charles Lee Ray. So he's just, uh-huh. you know what I mean? And Jennifer and Jennifer Tilly is doing the actress who's playing Tiffany. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was and, one of my big notes this week was this was some horrible dubbing. Yeah. So, so we got that dubbing going on and then without really explaining it, all of a sudden they fast forward to now we have Jennifer Tilly as Tiffany today. And she is also apparently with a girl who is, um, Fiona Nika Pierce. Yeah. Nika Pierce from, uh, the most recent two Chucky movies mm-hmm. where apparently now the Chucky figured out a it's way Voldemort. Yeah, uh, Chucky has figured out a way to use his voodoo to split his soul so he can, like, possess people now for short term. So he's possessed Nika Pierce and making her, like, kill people and her and Tiffany are having sex and whatever. So And, And apparently when he possesses them, their bodies work properly for him 
because yes. Nika's in a wheelchair. She's, yes. she's paralyzed from the waist down. Yes, but that's when, true. I'm, yep. When Chucky's possessing her, yep. she can stand and walk and do everything fine. Yeah. I'm not sure how that, I mean, I know that we're already suspending disbelief here because of, um, the fact that he's transferring his soul into somebody who already has a soul. And so he's basically yeah. sharing a body and like, she pops out at one point and she's like, get help. Oh my God. Um, and then he takes back over again, but then to be like, Oh, and when I'm in control, your body works, but otherwise it doesn't like the, the neurological pathways that connect it, and control it just the motor function are yeah. still severed. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. Uh, and then Chucky kills like the principal at the big assembly. Um, so they find out that Which, Chuck is still alive. That was the funniest part because like they're waiting for the principal to come out. Basically the mayor who's Lexi's mom um, yep. gets booed off the stage, but she doesn't even notice. She's just like, got the smile, the fake politician smile on her face. She doesn't like, yeah, acknowledge it. I'm fine. Everything's fine. You all love yeah. me. And she walks off the stage and then the, the sheriff there, she's like, uh, yeah, this is not good. We will have a curfew. Um, yeah. Now the principal's going to come out and talk to us. And the principal doesn't come out. So you know something's going on. She's like, come on, yep. principal, come on. And then the fucking head of the principal rolls across the stage and heads will roll, starts playing. And yes. it was fucking brilliant the, the way that they synced it up like that. And then Yeah, that, the, was, that was pretty excellent, really. The curtains part, you know, you've got off with the head. And uh, the principal's body is sitting on the chair with... No head. It was just that was perfect. That was. <laughs> um, yeah, that was pretty cool. I, I, I'll admit I was into that. I really lost it, though, um, with the lip dubbing. It was so bad because you could tell that they were trying hard. But like like you said, they've got a guy who's supposed to be playing young Charles Lee Ray. And like he's barely moving his lips. And it's it, it's almost painful the way that he's trying to sync it up just right by doing minimal lip movements because yeah. he knows that it's not going to work anyway. And you can hear Brad Dourif's voice and this guy's mouth moving. It just it really sucked me right out of it. Yeah, it wasn't good. Plain and simple. Yeah. But I mean, it's still a decent show. I'm still enjoying it for the most part. Mm -hmm. Um, despite these foibles, despite some of the problems that keep happening, um, it, that little girl, I realize that she's autistic, but God, she's annoying me. I hate him. I hate him. Now I want Tommy. Tommy, I like to be hugged too. Is she is she autistic or she's just a bitch? I think she's autistic. I think that nah, was, I don't know. I, I either way, yeah. She's a spoiled brat. Yeah. Yeah, because mom and dad I love how uh you know mom's like trying to crack down on Lexi and dad's like, no, we're not gonna do that. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, it's good stuff. Uh we finished made this week. Okay. Watched the last two episodes. Whew. It this show is phenomenal. Um, it is so well done, but it is so stressful too. It like just the journey that she goes on and knowing that it's real. Like you can watch Chucky and be like, yeah, this is not happening in the real world. This doesn't yeah. happen. 
there is no killer doll out there. You know, right. That's not it. Or you can watch Tiger King and be like, this is the real world, but these people are fucking clowns. Like, you know, this is ridiculous and I can laugh at it and say, Oh, Florida. Um, <laughs> but you watch a show like this that really highlights the struggles. And I mean, granted it wasn't a documentary, so it's not as realistic and gritty as it could have been. Like they could have made this really, really bad. It is dramatized, but like in the ninth episode, they did some beautiful camera work with her depression. She went into this depression thing and basically it looked like she was, underground with a bunch of twisted tree roots around her. And like everybody was talking to her as if she was down a hole. It was just really well done. The cinematography was beautiful in that section. Um, but the show on the whole is very difficult to watch. If you have, you know, empathetic feelings, if you've gone through this, if you know, people who've gone through this, it's, really hard to watch because she does get kicked around a lot. And it reminds you that this happens to everyone out there, you know, government programs, people are always like, Oh, they're on welfare. Oh, they're on this. The amount of work that you have to go through for that shit, the amount of hoops you have to jump through, the amount of paperwork that you have to do is insane. They do not make it easy. I mean, you and I both work in government jobs, so we already know what paperwork is like. We already know how much hassle it can be to do simple things just in our jobs. So some of these programs that are out there that are supposed to benefit people are tricky as hell to get into to begin with and then to stay in. um, It's it's insane. Overall, we really love the show. And... Yeah, go ahead. No, no, keep going. No, I was just going to say, we really love the show. Don't know that I could watch it again, but um, I liked the journey that she went on, and I liked the the natural resolution at the end. I really hope they don't do a sequel. They kind of could, but I hope that they don't. Yeah, Katie kind of said the same thing when it finished up, that essentially it did seem like they they could do a sequel or, you know, it was leading to something more. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely give this a thumbs up, um, but just know that it's, it's heavy, you know, it's, it's dark stuff. Yeah. No, it, it is. It's deep. It is heavy. It wasn't really something I was looking forward to. Now you, you take those calls all day long. I listen to the, yeah, I do. So, um, did you watch ghosts? Yes. Uh, we watched, um, should have been two episodes. Say we had two episodes to watch the Pete episode and then the flower episode. Um, I love the Pete episode. I like how, um, <clears throat> like, I don't know. I like how, I, okay, between the two episodes, I really like how Jay interacts with the ghosts. Like, he accepts <laughs> the fact that there's people there, and he can't see them, but he can talk to them through his wife. You know what I mean? And I yeah. think it's hilarious. And I think the most recent episode, the one about love, where the Indian fellow finds the other Native American girl, mm-hmm. the same tribe at the at the at magazine office, you know. Yep. And 
And like near the end of that episode, when Jay's just like, wait, can the ghosts have sex? And he's like, yeah, we can have sex, but we can't ever complete. So it's very frustrating. And she repeats it to him. And he's like, oh, my God, that's so cool. And she's like, all right. He goes like, well, what else? And she's like, I got to go. No. you." And then she's like, no, wait, come back. I want to tell Jay all about how we have sex, <laughs> like ghost sex. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just like how he interacts with them, you know. Uh, yeah. Even though he can't see him, the, the way they do it is brilliant, and the actor, the way he he plays the role, uh, extremely well. It's um, it's really refreshing, especially when they'll do like a scene that they clearly taped with him and her only yes. talking, and then he makes some kind of comment about like they're here now, aren't they? And then we cut to the exact same area, but now everybody's in the scene. Yeah. And so he has to pretend that he can't see them. He can't react to them or anything like that. Yep. So, yep. yeah. And I like how they, they, they cut back and forth like that, where they show us them together in the scene and then they show us them not in the scene, if you will. I like how they cut back and forth between the two. Yep. These two episodes so. had a lot of heart to them. Like the Pete episode was all about fathers and kids. You know, he, yep. he basically um, he was sad that his wife never got to see him again, you know, that he had died and, and she had to raise their kid alone. And, um, so he, uh, the, the main character that I can't even think of her name, but she basically finds his old scout manual in one of the shelves and yes. calls up his wife and is like, Hey, why don't you come over and pick this up? And she shows up with his best friend. You know, the three of them were all best friends. Oh, well, he's just oblivious. Like, Oh yeah, it's mm-hmm. great that they're together. Yeah. I'm glad he's here to support her and he wants to see. Yes. Yeah. But he quickly realizes that they're married. And then later on, he overhears that, you know, she confesses that, uh, she was having an affair on Pete with this guy. And, uh, so he's furious, but then, you know, by the end of it, she reads a passage out of the book that he highlighted that basically says, you know, a scout has to forgive more than anything because other people mess up and we have to rise above that and allow them to make mistakes and be okay with it so that they can grow from it. And so he agrees to forgive his wife and basically his daughter shows up with a grandkid that they named Pete. Yes. And he's dressed up in a scout uniform. And so he gets his happy ending there. That was nice. I I have expected him to like blip out after that. Like, oh, you got your happy ending. That's what my wife said. She's like, oh, is he going to like zap away now? Yeah. (laughs) I was like, you mean get sucked off? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, the Wall Street banker guy uh, basically wants her to look up this girl that he thinks might be his daughter because he screwed this one waitress or yep. uh, whore or something. And basically uh, she has a daughter that would be about the right age. And the girl says, Oh, going to this school, just like my dad did, which is school he went to, but turns out that no, she was not his kid. So he goes right back to like, well, maybe we should invite her over. She's pretty hot. And he goes back to being a pig. Basically. Yep. But for a moment there, he was going to be a dad, and so he started to clean up his act. It's a funny show. It is, but with heart. Yeah. You know, because then we had the second episode with uh, Flowers story about the bank robbery, and yes, she uh, 
she basically was part of a hippie group that robbed a bank because they wanted to like save the narwhals or save the whales or you know and she was like they had going on yeah yeah she's like why don't we save ourselves like we're homeless and we're destitute why don't we help people and they're like no you're stupid we need to help animals the planet so her and her boyfriend took off with the money yep they stole it but then and then got attacked by a bear So she never got to spend it or find out what happened. And turns out that he opened a coffee shop, named it after her, and basically used the proceeds from the coffee shop to support all the services that she wanted to support. Yep. Yep. And uh, I thought it was funny. The first thing, like, when, uh, when, what's her name there, the main character, when she said that she was... um, gonna write the story and her editor was like that's great that's a great story and she wrote it both julie and i were like you can't do that you're basically saying that this entire coffee chain that is now a big chain uh was founded off bank robbery money you know they're gonna get in a lot of trouble yeah no no but go ahead i was gonna say they immediately jumped on that yes yeah they immediately said well statute limitations expired and i think that's a pretty cool way to start a business Yep. So they're all for it. Yes. Yeah, because now they're getting free press. Yeah, and they wrap that up quite nicely with a bow. Yep. So good episode. That was, was good. Yep. Yeah. Um, Do you any other shows? Else. Yes. One other show. What about you? Nope. Really? Yep. Okay. Uh, I watched. Show you started. We watched the first episode of Dexter New Blood. Yes, I'll watch it eventually someday. Someday? Yeah. I don't have showtime. It, it, it's four bucks on Hulu. Yeah. But I still don't have showtime. <sighs> did you watch okay. Yellow Jackets at all? Uh, no. No, I did That's not. That's a new showtime show that looks pretty good. It's uh, a... Yes. Um, they they had a preview for it before Dexter New Blood. Yes. Yeah. Well, basically, it's about this group of kid teenagers that are stranded and they have to resort to cannibalism. And now it's 25 years later. Yeah. And we're getting current times and flashback to the. Uh, yeah. So it looks pretty good. It's got a decent looking cast. Yeah. So it's like, all right, well, once all the Dexter's up, I'll get a month of. Uh, uh, what's it called? Showtime? Yep. Okay. Well, until then, I'll just uh, not say anything. You like it, though, huh? Oh, I, I should I say that? If you want to. Yes. Yes, it's good. Nice. It, it's interesting, though, because they say that 10 years have passed, but the last episode of Dexter aired in 2013. So, you know how sometimes shows will try to match it up? Yep. Um, in this case, they're not, but it's only okay. by a little bit. Like I would think that they would say, is "Oh, it, it's been eight years," instead of "It's been ten years." But is it annoying that it's such a little bit? To me, yes, but I'm weird that way. Like well, I said, I am too. Look, though when I was young, I pitched a fit at the ending of Clue, and I I would not be like I was so mad that Mr. Green said. It, if you want to know who killed Mr. Body, it was me in the hall with the revolver. 
And then he said, I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. It bothered me so much that he said that he shot him with the revolver because a, it wasn't the revolver. Mr. Body was holding the revolver B his service piece was a semi-auto. So there's, it bothered me. And my sister and my father were both like, it's just a thing. They're just trying to be cute. Like in the game, I'm like, but it's wrong. He said, I shot him with the revolver. It's not a revolver. Uh, uh-uh. no, and I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. So yeah, in this case, it is bothering me a bit that, you know, eight years have passed for us, but they're saying that it's been 10 years. So I haven't seen any newspapers or anything, but I don't know what year they're trying to say that it is. Um, it's interesting though. And again, no spoilers, but, uh, I will say that there's one thing that within 10 to 15 minutes, I was like, okay, why is this happening? And Julia's like, well, I think blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, all right, we'll see. And then by the end of the episode, she was absolutely right. And it was actually brilliant. Nice. So that's, uh, that's all I'll say about that, but yeah. Okay. Well, I do. I do plan on watching it, um, just not right now. We'll just add that to the list of shows that you're saving up. Yep. Who knows? Maybe I'll break down and spend the extra four dollars on the on the Hulu. Maybe I won't. Maybe. Maybe. I th- I thought for sure you were gonna say you watched the first episode of Big, Big Mouth. No, uh, that's another one that I'm saving for my recovery because that is always fun. You just got to binge it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I figured. I figured as much. The um, I am on TikTok a lot, and uh, because it's bite sized, I can handle that kind of stuff. And uh, one of the sounds that's going around really popular right now is uh, I think it's the last season there where uh, Jay snaps fingers he's like and poof just like that lola's gone and then fucking lola comes in she's like wrong lola's right here you fucking brussels sprout (laughs) (laughs) and people are finding all kinds of fun ways to uh clip that to videos so yeah it's uh reminding me that i've got that to look forward to on my recovery that and uh steve from blues clues just got a tiktok account his very first video was hi it's uh, it's me, Steve. Um, I, I don't know how to TikTok. I I don't even really know what it is. Maybe maybe you guys could help me, like help me figure this out. <laughs> um, hold on a second. Holding on. All right, I didn't mean I was gonna go look something up on Twitter real quick because I want to say it reminds me of Davy Richards' Twitter. David Richards is like 36 or seven or 38 years old, or whatever. He's a professional wrestler, but like he's new to technology, like whatever. And he's struggling with it so badly. And you just watch it play out on Twitter as he just doesn't give a fuck. And he posts <laughs> everything. But uh, instead, what caught my eye was heavy rain and thunderstorms in the Egyptian city of Oswa has caused a deadly scorpion infestation which has killed three people, injured at least 400, and authorities issued temporary road and travel restrictions and ordered schools to be closed because the flooding and the rain is bringing all these scorpions into 
this in, into Egypt, and it's it's swarming and killing people and injuring them. Wow, that's insane. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, now it's up to over 500 people injured. But only three dead. Yep. Well, that's good. I mean, yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, um, let's see. That's it for shows that I watched. How about you? Nothing else? Uh, No, just a couple movies. All right, hold on real quick. This is uh, Davy Richards. This is Rustler. And um, I got to find the tweet. Because it's outstanding. And it's like, why would you do this? Oh, come on. He did not delete this. I know he didn't delete it. <sighs> dead air, Mike. You're causing dead air while you look for this. Did you watch any movies? I watched one movie. Like I said, I didn't watch oh. Shang-Chi because I'm waiting on that. All right, did I found find it. it. I did. So he was on, it looks like Facebook, actually. <laughs> I'll just read it to you. Because if, like. <laughs> hey, everyone, MLW is running January 21st. I wanted us to all go down so some of you can't get on OSHA. Wait a minute. This thing's recording my voice. This piece of shit. How do I delete this? Melissa, help me delete this shit. I don't know if that's on purpose or whatever it is, but it just makes me laugh like crazy. If well, at some keep, point he would have had to hit send. Well, if you keep seeing all this stuff that he's posting, it is friggin' hilarious. And in real life, he doesn't seem like he has this type of sense of humor. Oh, really? This text thing on my iPhone is a piece of shit. It keeps recording even when I say done or stop recording. From now on, I'm just calling everyone. <laughs> and then he goes see Worthless, and then he posts that thing. That, Melissa, I'm going to re delete this. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's just funny. Nice. It tickles me. I watched three movies. Three? Yeah. Well, we know one of them was Shang-Chi. Yeah. I watched Jungle Cruise and Red Notice. I, too, watched Red Notice. Did you watch Jungle Cruise? I saw that one in the drive-in. Okay. That's right. You did. Yeah. So, Jungle Cruise, I liked it. Yes. I didn't expect... I don't want to give away too many spoilers for those that haven't watched it yet, because it's only been on Disney Plus for a couple days. Um. But I liked uh, I liked the story. I didn't expect the kind of the twist to it, uh, but it sort of made sense. Uh, the Rock was as entertaining as The Rock always is when he's mm -hmm. in a movie. Quite frankly, yep. um, I liked how they that, you know you saw kind of how they tied in the Jungle Cruise ride in Disney. If you've ever been on it, I have not, but I I did understand yeah. how they tied it in. Yeah. But no, I, I liked it a lot. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was. Um, it very much reminded me of Pirates of the Caribbean um, in a lot of ways. You know, the oh, yeah, sweeping sure. and the rivers, and you know, some of the magical elements. Um, it was 
dark. Like I remember that very much. We were at the drive-in and it was a very dark movie towards the end because it all was taking place at night. And yep. uh, so it made it harder to see what was going on on the screen. But sure. still enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, uh, him and Emily Blunt went well together. Yes. Yes, they did. Did you think of Red Notice? Um, I, Simon, at the same time, I loved it and hated it. Um, I thought that it was, it, Ryan Reynolds was so Ryan Reynolds, it was almost too much. Yep. Like, he, he was just quippy with the one-liners constantly. Like, it was unending. I don't think he was this quippy in, in uh, Deadpool. No, I don't think he was either. I agree. He was very quippy with the one-liners. I, um, yeah, I, I thought that some of the movie was very predictable. Uh, however, it still surprised me in the end. Um, I, uh, there was a lot of ridiculousness, um, but it was fun. It was fun for what it was. Like I knew going into it that this was going to be a action packed heist movie with a lot of humor. And so in that way, it didn't disappoint. And essentially the whole movie was a setup to introduce the characters so they can say, Hey, we're doing a sequel because it's Netflix and you know that they're going to do a sequel. Yeah. Well, but this wasn't originally a Netflix movie. This was originally a movie that was supposed to be distributed by Universal Pictures. Gotcha. And then, you know, I don't know if it was the COVID or the pandemic or whatever, but Netflix ended up with it. And, you know, it was a $200 million budgeted film. So, I mean, hopefully Netflix made some money, I guess. How do they even measure that? Like, how do they make money off something like that? I don't know. They did say that it... um, it was the most watched movie that they've had yet yeah. for a premiere. So yeah. great. Um, yeah, I liked it, but that's with an asterisk, you know, I, yes. I liked it, but there was a lot like, <sighs> again, the, uh, it's just brand new out. So I don't want to get into any spoiler territory for people, but the, the twist did catch me by surprise. I got to admit, um, watching things play out differently afterwards was very interesting. Um, again, Ryan Reynolds, great, but I, it was almost too much. Like, he was just, it was like he couldn't sit still. Like if he was on camera, he had to be saying something, even if it was somebody else's yeah. line, like he had to jump in. Yeah. It's uh, 39% on Rotten Tomatoes. Woof. Yep. So they'll probably have two sequels. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I also watched a bunch more of the stuff they put on Disney Plus on uh, Disney Plus Day on Friday. Like I watched the little Simpsons short. That was How terrible. was that? Terrible. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was that's a waste of time. I watched a few other shorts they had on there. Um, I watched like they had like I didn't watch the Pixar one, but they had like the 2021 Marvel thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was about 15 minutes long, where the first like 
10 minutes is WandaVision. Shows they've already aired. Correct. And then we got like an extended preview of Hawkeye. Yep. And then we got some quick clips of Moon Knight, She-Hulk, you know, all the other shows. Yeah, Ms. Marvel, What If, Zombies, What If Season 2, Zombies, The Immortals, not The Immortals, um, the Sam L. Jackson one. Oh, Secret War. Secret War, yeah. So we got a bunch of little clips from from those, so that was kind of neat. Yep. Uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi, Obi-Wan Kenobi first look. Did you watch that? No, I did not. It, that it was, was outstanding. leaked the day before. Nope, this is completely different. This is, this is like, I haven't found this one on YouTube. And maybe it was leaked the day before and I didn't see it, but I haven't found this on YouTube uh, as of Sunday. I, I mean, I haven't looked since I watched it on Disney Plus, actually. But I tried looking, like, throughout the day and I couldn't find anything on, on YouTube about it. It's because they put all their stuff on Twitter. Okay. But anyways, I found it on Disney Plus and it was excellent. I heard that it was excellent. Uh, see, one of the things that I was reading about was people were pretty pissed because all the uh, Star Wars stuff leaked the day before and they slapped it down off YouTube pretty quickly, but it was still out there. So yep. then when we came into Disney Plus Day, which apparently Disney Plus is not doing as well as they'd hoped. This was like its slowest growth quarter yet. So they were already kind of limping in and then they didn't have any other star Wars stuff for any of their other shows, just like a lot on Obi-Wan Kenobi, but people were pissed that it had come out the day before. Um, people were also not thrilled at the fact that some of the stuff, like you said, was only on Disney plus. So you had to actually have Disney plus to see what was coming out. So usually when you do stuff like this, you're trying to entice people to sign up for your service. So you put it out there on YouTube or on some of the other social media platforms, but the whole presentation was done through Twitter. So little tweets here and there with little clips and then, uh, on Disney plus itself. So people were a little confused and a little bit frustrated with that. Like what we have to have Disney plus in order to get this stuff, which who doesn't have Disney plus right now? I mean, everybody has it. Right. Um, one of the reasons that I think they've had a slow growth is because so many people have it. Like, yeah, it's hard to grow when you, yeah. Netflix doesn't really, I don't think that they measure how many new people that they've got. They look how many they have existing because pretty much everybody has Netflix one way or another, you know, they're either borrowing it through their mom or their ex or, you know, a family account or something like that. Like right now there's 118 million subscribers to Disney plus. That's a lot of people. Yeah, that was just five days ago this number came out. Yeah, they have 118.1 million subscribers, up 60% from the same time in 2020. That's worldwide, not in the U.S., worldwide. You know? Right. So, I mean, worldwide, that's not that impressive, honestly. If it was U.S. only, that would be yeah. pretty impressive. Or Netflix has 209 million. Yeah, so they've got a ways to go. Which is actually surprising because I know that Netflix is kind of a go-to, yeah. but well, HBO Max crap, has like, seventy-three million. Hulu has roughly forty-three million. So Hulu's only got forty-three million. Yikes! If you add 
Disney plus ESPN plus and Hulu, you're looking at almost 200 million combined. Mm. If you want to look at it that yeah, way. Yeah, because they do have that. Yeah, they have that like combo pack. Yep. So, um, yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of stuff for Marvel, but again, it was like what everybody kept saying, and I kind of agreed. Where are the trailers? Like we got a new trailer for Hawkeye, but we got little like Moon Knight and Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel's been in production for a long time. Mm-hmm. Why are we getting like a little 15 second teaser? Like show us the trailer, show us what we're excited about. Yep. I agree with that. And I still don't know what's going on. So this was the headline that I saw the most often new X-Men cartoons set in the nineties animated series continuity coming to Disney plus. X-Men 97. Yeah. So is this a new series, but it takes place there? Is it like a, a, like a carrying on of that series? Is it a whole new series or is it just, they're re-releasing it? Nope. From everything I've read, it's a brand new series. It's coming out in 2023 and it picks up where the last series ended. Okay. See that I can get behind. And the producer and director of the original series is one that's helming it. Okay. I can get behind that. Like, I love that. Back in the day. Yeah, it's got one of the most badass cartoon openings, so. Oh, yeah. Hells, yeah. Um, We got a few other announcements. Uh, They're going to have a Baymax TV series. Um. Yay. Yeah. Um, Pixar's making a Cars TV show that okay. will be very popular. The movies yes, are still popular to this day. Well, they also released the Home Sweet the, on Disney Plus, the new Home Sweet Home Alone. Yes. And I don't really have any interest in watching it, but Wesley's Me like, either. oh, I'd like to watch this song. <laughs> I watched it, watch this movie. And from what I can gather, the guy that played Buzz. And yeah. the first movie is in this as like a police officer or something. In tra- that tracks, you know, one of the one of the yeah. stereotypes that they say is bullies become cops. You know, yeah. they they couldn't get the respect they wanted in school. So now they go out and demand the respect. It's yeah. one of those cliche stereotype things. Kind of is. Yep. Um. They announced a couple of interesting movies that are coming to Hulu. I'm, I'm down for these. Uh, there's a prequel to Predator called Prey. Oh, I didn't know about this. Yeah. So that seems kind of an, and it's coming to Hulu, but it takes place. What is it? Hold on. Um, Prey is set in 1719, involving Ooh. a predator landing somewhere in the Americas around that time. Ooh, um, what? They get a nice poster out there. Um, the main character is going to be Naru, a Comanche warrior who has to protect her people from the Predator. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm here for that. Yeah. Um, there's another one coming out called The Princess. They're, they're saying that it's John Wick meets Sleeping Beauty. Um, I don't know about that, but basically yeah. it's um, uh, Joey King, you know, kissing Booth blah, blah, blah. Um, 
she is going to be playing a princess in a fairy tale kingdom who would rather take up the sword than do princessly things. And so she's got to save her kingdom from uh, people. Uh, it's directed by Lee Van Keat, an action director whose last film was the Vietnamese movie Fury, which also involved a woman doing a whole lot of fighting. So it's not going to be like your um, your daughter's princess movie. It's going to be lots of killing and sword fighting and such. And that's also coming to Hulu. Um, okay. There's another one that's coming out called Rosaline, and it's going to have Caitlin Deaver, who's fucking awesome. Um, yeah. It takes place during Romeo and Juliet, except for she is Juliet's cousin, who is Romeo's ex-girlfriend. And we're going to be seeing things happen from her point of view. So that'll be interesting. Or not. Oh, sorry. Was on mute. Yeah, I think that could be interesting. (laughs) Um. They announced the uh, Hawkeye spinoff Echo. It's going to apparently we're going to be introduced to Echo in Hawkeye and then they're going to spin her off and let her have her own show. She's a deaf superhero. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think of the the uh, Moon Knight teaser? The 10 seconds we got of that. Uh, I, I don't know. It, it it the the quick teaser we had it was too much like um what was the one on FX with the guy that was the mental health issue you know what I mean he was in the Legion? asylum yeah yeah I hope it's not like that I don't think that it is he doesn't have multiple personalities he just has a voice I believe um yeah but based on just the trailer I don't know what to expect either like it didn't sell me on it by watching that trailer. No, and granted, it, it was just all. a teaser, but yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it didn't. Um, yeah, it didn't um, do much for me. Um, the She-Hulk one looks interesting. Yes, I'm. I'm there for that one for sure. Yeah, uh, I liked her little tagline. You know, you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Keep that dream alive. Yep, I like it. Um, again, I'm here for that. Yep, absolutely. Uh, I think that covers most of the Disney Day stuff. You shared some trailers. Mostly you shared trailers. And there wasn't like a, a lot of trailers. Of yeah. No. Um, the Willow thing. <laughs> Willow, like like behind the scenes or whatever, but it was like, he was introducing the cast of the show in a little video. That was freaking hilarious. Cause they're all young. You know, yes. they're all probably in their twenties. And so he's talking about like when Willow, the movie came out and they're like, there was a movie of this. What, yeah. what was that about? And he's like, it was me. I was the star of it. No kidding. Yeah. He makes some star Wars references. You know, this is not a star Wars movie we're making, right? And he ignores them. It, lo- it just it looks it looks really really. It was funny. It was very yes. funny. Yeah, I love seeing that. I haven't seen the Willow movie in so freaking long. Me either. I'm hoping that it comes. You know, like they uh, promote it and bring it up. But yeah, can you even watch it on a Disney Plus right now? I don't I know. Bet you can. Let me look. You you go uh, ahead and talk about the next thing. Um, 
I sent you a trailer for Being the Ricardos, which is interesting. It's basically, um, it's supposed to be the story of um, Lucy and Ricky, uh, but it's the the behind the scenes. So Nicole Kidman's playing Lucille Ball, and Javier Bardem is going to be playing Desi Arnaz. Um, but it's supposed to be one of these like shocking behind the scenes kind of things, um, shocking personal accusations, the political smear, and cultural taboos. Um, but it's Aaron Sorkin who does a fucking phenomenal job with everything that he touches. So, yeah. um, at, at the very least, I'll watch it for him. I'm not a Nicole Kidman fan, but I will uh, I will check this out for uh, Aaron Sorkin and Javier Bardem for sure. I'm not very excited about Lucio Ball being played by Nicole Kingdom. No. Nicole Kingdom, no, Nicole I, Kidman. <laughs> um, but I guess I'll check out the you know for Javier Bardem. It's a movie, so it's not a series, so I can True. it makes it a little easier to get behind for me. Yeah. Did you find out if Willow's on there? Uh, yes, Willow is on Disney Plus. Awesome. So, can definitely I'm actually I never read the books, but I'm actually very much looking forward to checking out Wheel of Time when it opens this week. Me too. Um, the books are uh, the way that I've heard it described by people. They'll say, "Oh, these are the greatest fantasy novels. You just got to get through the first five before it gets good." No, they're like a thousand pages each. Fuck that. But yeah, yeah the series looks great. Yeah, the trailers look good. We get the eight episodes being dropped on the nineteenth. And then the remaining five are going to come out every week until Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I sent you another trailer for Silent Night. This is an, another interesting one. Uh, basically, um, Kira Knightley, Matthew Good, uh, they're hosting a christmas party for friends and family but as everybody gathers together they realize that uh the end of the world has come like it's judgment day apocalypse whatever so the world is ending so now they've got to kind of come to grips with that while they're having this christmas dinner it looks funny looks cute yeah it looked pretty good and uh, the last trailer that I sent you is another Christmas movie on Netflix that's coming up called Single All the Way. Um, two guys, best friends, roommates, um, both very uh, happy with the holidays. Uh, they go home to meet one of their family, you know, come with me to my families for Christmas, you know. Uh, we could pretend that we're dating. And then of course, you know, it turns out that they really have feelings for each other, even though this one's going on dates and this one doesn't, it's just a, you know, will they, won't they kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's cute. It'll be a Christmas movie that I'll watch. I'm sure. Yeah. It was funny. You know, for me, I like, I, I love me some Christmas, but over the years, as I've gotten older, there's been some reasons why I, I've liked Christmas less and less. Um, I think I've told you about it off air. Why? Yes. Yep. And, um, but like, so now I've kind of have this rule of thumb, like let's get to Thanksgiving. And then literally on Thanksgiving day, we can start celebrating or watching Christmas, this, that, or whatever. But I will be say, and Kate mentioned this the other day, cause she's not as big on Christmas as me or most people. 
Yeah. Uh, she said, I have to be honest, Wesley's excitement for Christmas is rubbing off on me. Oh, nice. Yeah. So um, I'm still going to hold off on watching Christmas related movies until around Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. which is really only another week and a half. Uh, but um, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. That was it for trailers, I think. We uh, we got some fun news this week. Uh, turns out, to nobody's surprise whatsoever, uh, Squid Game is getting a second season. Yeah, Nowhere just announced that there's going to be a second season. And again, like you said, not really a surprise. Nope. Nope. Uh, it, uh, speaking of second seasons, that was a surprise. Fucking La Brea, that one on uh, NBC that I watched like half of the first episode went, fuck this shit. It's getting renewed for season two because, of course, it is stupid. Yeah. Um, They just announced tonight as we were talking on this podcast, Mel Gibson has confirmed that he will be directing Lethal Weapon 5. Okay. Yeah. Nobody fucking cares, dude. Yeah. And then this I love. So the. You know about the last blockbuster, correct? Oh, I love that documentary, yeah. Okay. Well, apparently, building on the popularity of that, Netflix has now announced a new original sitcom titled Blockbuster, a fictional look at the video store employees working at the last blockbuster video stuck in a dying strip mall in a dying town. Oh, I'm I'm here for that. I don't I'm I'm gonna at least watch the first episode and I'm hoping I'm gonna love the shit out of it. Oh, it gets better. The series comes from producer Vanessa Ramos, known for her work on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Crashing, and the wholly underrated Superstore. Set to lead the show is star Fresh Off the Boat, Always Be My Maybe, and Ant-Man and the Wasp, comedian Randall Park. Really? Yep. So it says, like Superstore before, Blockbuster will feature an ensemble cast of Blockbuster employees struggling to keep their dying business alive. The new series will feature 10 half-hour episodes, but no additional casting or directors have been announced at this time. What's the name of the show? It's called Blockbuster. It's being developed by Davis Entertainment Production, the folks behind The Blacklist, Magnum P.I., and others. Where'd you see that? I can't find any news. Hold on. Uh, let me reopen the closed tab. Do, do, do. I got it from iFilm. I'll send you the link. You got it from what? iFilm. Okay, yeah. There you go. Um, and then at the same time, uh, NBC announced its um, mid-season shite. Mid-season scheduling, featuring a slate of new drama and comedy series, as well as a couple of reality singing competitions, blah, blah, blah. Um, so Justin Spitzer and Dan Gore are coming back with a new series. Um, Justin Spitzer did Superstore. Uh, he's back with another workplace comedy. This time it takes place at an auto company in Detroit. In American Auto, the arrival of a new CEO means the corporate executives at Payne Motors must either adapt to the new world of cars or face being in the junkyard. But it's going to have Anna Gasteyer, Harriet Dyer, John Barinholtz, Humphrey Care, Michael B. Washington, Ty White, and I don't know who this is, X-Mail. Um, 
Brooklyn Nine-Nine director Phil Augusta Jackson and creator Dan Gore are back with the most millennial-sounding show of all time, Grand Crew, follows a group of young black professionals who are trying to navigate the ups and downs of life and love in Los Angeles. Comedian Nicole Byer leads the series with Justin Cunningham, Aaron Jennings, Echo Kellum. I love Echo Kellum. Grazi Mercedes and Carl Tart. Let's see. Do, do, do. Some of the comedy series returning for another season are Keenan, Young Rock, Mr. Mayor. Uh, NBC is renewed disaster series La Brea, as well as This Is Us. Um, Law and Order returns for season 21 over 10 years after the 20th season aired. February 24th is when that comes back with Jeffrey Donovan leading it. Okay, February 24th. All right. Yeah. Uh, taking inspiration for True, Gr- True Crime, Renee Zellweger stars. How wow, I haven't said that in forever. Renee Zellweger stars in a new drama in her first television lead role called The Thing About Pam, inspired by the 2011 murder of Betsy Faria that resulted in her husband Russ's conviction, which was later overturned. Uh, brutal crime set off a chain of events that would expose a diabolical scheme deeply involving a woman named Pam Hupp. In addition to Zellweger, the series stars Josh Duhamel, Judy Greer, Katie Mixon, Glenn Flesher, Gideon Alden, Sean Bayers, Suzanne Spoken, Mac Brandt. I love Josh Duhamel and Judy Greer. Uh, 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 I'm a big fan of both of them. Yep. Um, a new heist drama called The Endgame follows Elena Fedorova, a recently captured international arms dealer and brilliant criminal mastermind who orchestrates a number of coordinated bank heists throughout New York City. Her antagonist is Val Turner, the principal, relentless, and socially outcast FBI agent who will stop at nothing to foil her ambitious plan. The Endgame starts Morena Baccarin. I'm going to assume that she's Elena Fedorova. Ryan Michael Bathe, Costa Ronan. See, I don't know the rest of these people. But it's Marina Baccarin, so. Okay, yeah, I'll watch that. I'll at least give it a try. Yep. Um, did you watch the trailer of Big Mouth at all? Yes. Yeah, because so every time the, you... the cameo? Um, I'm sure I did, but which one are you talking about? Captain Malcolm Reynolds. Oh, yes. Yes. How he appears in her, uh, yeah. her fantasy. He's like, yeah. he's not the only one with moves. <laughs> fucking amazing. Of course, Nathan Fillion would do that because it's fucking Nathan Fillion. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this was interesting too. Um, Disney plus, I'm going to send you this link too. Disney plus dropped a new poster for the return of what if, it's March of 2022. Um, the poster features a four-clawed, kind of female-looking Wolverine in a red and black outfit, red hoodie. Hmm. Is that like a Deadpool Wolverine? Maybe. But here's what's interesting. This is the first of any of the X-Men that we have seen in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, that is true. So we've got between now and March of 2022 to figure out what is going on with that. But is this how they're going to introduce them? Well, but did they say that the what if wasn't going to be involved in the continuity? Like it was going to take from what's existing, but it wasn't going to add to it. 
They did, yes. I don't believe so. it. I don't believe it for a second. They absolutely said that, and I absolutely think that they're full of shit. So we'll see. Yeah, I guess we will. Um, I think that's all that I've got, though, for this week at least. How about yourself? Uh, no, I think I shared everything. What little bit I, what you know, what not little bit, what I had. I think I shared it all. This is one. It's it's like a. It did pop up tonight. It's a nice little thing. Basically, they have confirmed that T'Challa will never be recast in the 616 universe. You know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Good. And they had to say it that way because he can be recast in What If or video games or stuff like that. But as far as the MCU goes, they will never recast T'Challa. So that's good. I like that. Good. I'm glad to hear it as well. Yeah. But I guess I I, I don't have anything else to share. Mm, me either. All right. Well, I guess that's our episode. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm Superstar ML. I'm the Quantum Geek, G33K. That is the show. That is. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.